little warning that this podcast contains swearing and the use of explicit sexual language. Therefore, it is not suitable for anyone under 18. Or anyone who thinks OnlyFans sells air conditioning. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Smart Drop, a weekly roundup of the more eccentric side to sex and relationships from metro.co.uk. I'm Jackie Atadeji. And I'm Miranda Kane. On this week's show, we'll be chatting to Sarah Jane Dunn about her OnlyFans experience and hearing what you said when we asked our fabulous listeners for their weirdest sex requests. And if you like what you hear, then please rate, review or at least subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Jackie, are you ready? I'm about as ready as a fart in a jar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we'll get on to that. (laughs) Jackie. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hello, Sailor. Hello. So as a special treat, I found a news article on Metro. Oh, what's that? Um, (laughs) (laughs) About a woman on OnlyFans who has two vaginas. Okay, good for her. Yeah. She said she uses one for work and one for pleasure. So I was wondering, if you had two vaginas, what would you use them for? (laughs) So I know I'd use one for storage. (laughs) (laughs) I live in a one-bedroom flat. I need a bit of space. (laughs) That's so funny. I mean, I think one, I'd have a podcast studio in one. (laughs) (laughs) Saves us coming here. Love it. Be quite good though, yeah, right? Yeah, you're only little Lots of space. Loads of space. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, one for pleasure. Oh. Do you know what I mean? It's gotta be self sex, self pleasure. That's that's always gonna be a part of my life. So Absolutely. I just wonder because she says she doesn't find out. Okay, so OnlyFans content creator Evelyn Miller was born with two uteruses, two vaginas, and two wombs, but didn't find out until she was 20 years old. Wow. And then she's making money. Making money on OnlyFans. Good for her. Yeah. And I started going, because we love an OnlyFans rabbit hole, don't we? We do. Yeah. What's been your favorite OnlyFans moment recently? Um, I think it's always going to be the girl that farted in the jar. The fart in a jar. How oh. horny do you have to be to oh my God. want to consume that content? Like that's next level horniness. Yeah. But also like, if that works for you, because I will not shame anyone. Mm-mm. If you like someone farting in a jar, a jar that turns you on, yeah, yeah, then go for it. Yeah. I just know? don't think I'd do what she did and make myself ill yeah, from it. Yeah. Too many protein shakes. Too many protein and shakes. And they are so farty. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, your stomach starts bubbling and then it's like, oh. Oh, I've got gluten intolerance, so I'd be a natural. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a bit of Warburton so I'll go. <laughs> if anyone needs me, you can find me on OnlyFans. <laughs> There's probably something for people who are like gluten intolerant. No, people who are gluten, gluten intolerances. Yeah. And then they eat like, I don't know. Yeah, they eat bread or they eat something and then. Yeah. It'll be like a whole audience of people looking for oh, people guys, like you if you if you want me you can find me in pizza Hut. <laughs> I'm a cheap date anyone wants that do you know what there probably up. is something yeah there's, there's always something for everyone isn't there yeah there is there is and if you are that everyone then I want 10% finders fee <laughs> <laughs> we want 
to make a business out of it. Should we go and chat to our guest? She's she knows how to do this. Should oh, we have a chat to her? I am buzzed off my tits. Let's do this. Let's do it. Babes, today's guest is actress, model. She's been on our screen for over 30 years, playing the iconic Mandy Richardson. She's now a badass businesswoman on OnlyFans, and her profile is now in the top 0.5% of all creators worldwide. No biggie then. <laughs> it's Sarah Jane Dunn! Yeah. Hi! Hey, 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 how are we doing? Very well. Good, how are you? Really good, thank you. Yeah, really good. Thanks for having me on. Not a problem. Yeah, we're in, we're in awe of you. Yeah. We're like, the queen has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very kind. Thanks. How do you get to be in the 0.5% of content makers? Well, it's actually the 0.04%, oh! I think you'll find. I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. But I mean, I'm absolutely loving it. It's a really nice community on there obviously everybody that's on there is on there to support me people are paying to to see the content so that says a lot for it and and it, yeah it's it's just I'm just I think I've just found like a, a really nice space for me to be me to be creative to be expressive to be Sarah as opposed to a character and I'm loving it I think a lot of people have probably wrestled with the idea of should I get an OnlyFans shouldn't I Talk to us about your thought process. Like, when did you come to that decision that, like, right, I'm starting OnlyFans, here we go? So I I need to be busy, and I've always been like that. I think because I've worked sort of constantly since being 14, if I stop at any point, I get really sort of twitchy, and I need to be, I need to be productive. I need to be sort of working towards something. And obviously, we had lockdown, and I found that really, really tough, as many, many people did. And I think I found it most difficult just stopping and not knowing what was going to happen, whether I was going to have a job to go back to. We're classed as self-employed, so the financially it was difficult. And when I went back to work, everything was still sort of up in the air, you know, restrictions were still in place. And, and actually what had happened is my storyline had really changed from what it was supposed to be because of restrictions. And we were about to film a big stunt, which we couldn't do. And I found myself being really, really quiet at work. And so I went, right, I need something that I can be in control of, that it's my thing, that I can be creative, I can do it on my own time, I call the shots, and that I can make money out of. And it was actually a pat that I know that said to me, oh, you know, you're, you're putting loads of images on Instagram. And he was like, you, you could be making money from those, and you could be doing something with those. And you're sort of giving them away. And I was like, yeah, but I love doing shoots and I love, you know, social media. You sort of got to constantly put content up and you've got a following and it feels that way anyway. So that's where the first initial sort of thought about OnlyFans came around. But then someone mentioned to me and I went, no, I don't mean that's not what I do because I had these preconceptions and assumptions about what the platform was, which everyone seems to have. And it gets a sort of a bad rep for that. And so I toyed about with different ideas, different ways of doing it, looking at setting up my own website, looking at different platforms to offer it. But I kept circling back to OnlyFans because it's such a great model. It's global, it's established, and it works. You know, there, there are people on there. And the more I researched, the more I was just like, it seems like a no-brainer. Like, And then I got in touch with the people at OnlyFans, and they were really, really helpful. And 
spoke to a few other creators about how they found the platform and I was just like yeah and this is this is seems like it's for me and I can only give it a go and and see what happens and and you know obviously the response has been amazing and I have zero regrets and uh, yeah I'm really enjoying it. I love the fact that you said there's a community because like you said we've all got our preconceptions of what OnlyFans is Mm. so what's what's your experience and and what's the community like? I think the fact that people are there to support you people are so my subscription thing is is that I charge for people to follow me now there are free accounts on there but what tends to happen with free accounts is that you then have to pay to open every image or to open whatever images or content you want to and I think because people are signing up to a subscription people are there to support you so you tend to not get people trolling you or giving you abuse or just you know, picking at things which you get on other social media, you know, we're, or we've all been subject to it, I'm sure, where people just want to say something for the sake of saying something and, and people can be unkind. And and actually what I found on OnlyFans is that I've got really loyal fans on there. I've got men and women that followed me across that are there to support me. And, and that's what I found really nice. And you can, you know, one of the draws of OnlyFans for the subscribers is that they can interact with you so you can message and that's really nice you know and but also it gives me a lot more control so I if there's anybody that you know if I have had messages that I'm uncomfortable with or that are abusive I can block that user shut them down and you don't have that control I find on things like Instagram those people can just set up another account and troll you from another account and send you unsolicited pictures that you think you don't want to see and you know, on OnlyFans, those things are pixelated. So everything comes back to me and my choice. And that's what I find really empowering about it, where I can control it. I've heard people describe OnlyFans as Etsy for adult performers, <laughs> and um, which made me laugh. <laughs> and, you know, you're a woman in, in the British public eye. I suppose you're somewhat living in a, in a goldfish bowl because of, you know, your position being on Hollyoaks. How do you deal with shaking off the restraints? Because we know, you know, the stigma attached to women and, you know, anything of a sexual nature, we're shamed for it. Mm. So how do you deal with that side of things? And how do you continue to feel empowered? Because I think that, you know, you can get beaten down quite a lot when you're a woman and you're sex positive. Well, this is sort of an ongoing thing for me and I, it's a, a working process for me. But actually what I found and, and, you know, my initial post about launching my OnlyFans was that I wanted to take back that control. I wanted to be empowering. I've always had really nice messages from other women saying that you inspire me, you motivate me. I love the fact that, you know, you're, um, I hate this now because it's like I'm 40 and you're suddenly older, but, you know, you're an older woman and... I'm trying to like embrace that and, and change, flip the, the sort of dialogue on that as well. But you're a mom, but you still will dress sexily or be body confident. And, and I think it's really important to spread that message. And I think because I'm getting such positive feedback and actually from my OnlyFans being announced, the response has been overwhelming in terms of support and People just going, you know, go on, girl. Like the negative comments that I've had, the main ones that I've had are, you're a mom. How can you do this? Why are you doing this? And that that is my, that's the one that niggles me the most. And, and I don't really bite or respond to those comments. I tend to just block and delete because I don't want that negativity. And I don't want it, I don't want it reflecting onto other people. So I just get rid of, I don't get into like Twitter or um, 
Instagram arguments. But that's the one that I found myself going, I want to say something. Because I'm like, why? Why? You don't suddenly become a mom and then go, okay, right, I better keep my skirts below the knee. Right. You know, keep my my chair, my cleavage covered and I can't be sexual. It's like, well, the reason you were a mum in the first place is because you were sexual. Like, that's sort of where it all stems from. Amen, yeah. sister. Do you know what I yes. mean? And, yeah. and I think, actually, for me, I found becoming a mum even more, like, I've learned to love and sort of embrace my sexuality and my body more since becoming a woman because I've learned much more about my body. And actually, I'm absolutely in awe of it. And I think it's really important to spread that that message and and to give women and mothers that power back to be sexual, be confident, and, and own it, like completely yeah. own it. Why shy away from it? Nothing wrong with being sexy. No, you know you're obviously annoyed at how people would take your images and change them and Photoshop them. And surely, isn't it a better role model to be saying, "Well, here's my real pictures and here's what I really look like," than saying to children, uh, "This is what I look like, honest." And you've got 42 different filters and a bit of Photoshop on. Yeah, 100. percent And again, I think that's really empowering. And and I try really hard on my social media to be sort of real and relatable and, you know, like like all of us do, I'll stick a filter on if I'm looking like rubbish in the morning. I'll do the little swipe across and, and make it a little bit soft focus. Yes. A little bit soft. The Paris filter, uh, yeah. the Paris filter. Yeah, yeah Paris filter. <laughs> but I really try to not do that all the time. And I try with my images. You know, if, if when I do pictures now, the only thing that I might edit out is I've got like, you know, a spot on my chest. I'll just go, I'll just get rid of that. But I will keep in stretch marks and cellulite. Love and that. It's yeah. real, isn't it? And, you know, folds of fat. And that's that's what we are like. And all of that stuff is sexy. And actually what I've found from my community on OnlyFans is that I think it's been so popular because I think a lot of the followers on there are like, your your images are real and natural and beautiful. and and that's much more appealing and attractive than an image where it's clearly photoshopped or, you know, the, the model doesn't look comfortable or, you know, and I found that now I keep finding pictures from, from years ago from when I was like late teens, 20s of shoots that I did that are, I mean, I found one the other day and it's literally like, I look shiny. Like my whole body looks like it's made of some sort of weird latex wow. I don't I mean I genuinely don't know what they've done <laughs> but what's worrying for me and I think would I sort of come out of it all right the other side is that I used to look at those images of myself clearly and I don't know whether I thought that I looked like that when I was that age or whether I because we were never aware of how much they were photoshopped and in fact I remember one photographer saying to me once Again, I was early 20s, so I definitely wouldn't have needed any Photoshopping at all. <laughs> and I remember him saying to me, I've not even had to Photoshop your picture. And being oh. like, a, like a well done, oh, like, wow. well done oh, you. I've, wow. not had to, I've not had to do anything to your photo. And I remember going, oh, my God, like, how good am I? That like, you didn't need to do anything. And actually, <laughs> well like, done me. Yeah, well done me for not needing, like, my booze making more pointy or, you know, odd things do to my body. Like... It's it's just bizarre, and I'm so glad that that's sort of being phased out now, and and that people are like people like Vicky Patterson and stuff are being really, really open and honest about things like that, and and it's great for, yeah. for young and old women and men, I think, to see that and see what's real and and have that split between what actually is Instagram reality and what is been filtered, and yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of shiny latex, though, we were discussing earlier about weird things that people have seen on OnlyFans. And we want to know whether you've had any weird requests, anything pop up or anything that you've seen that you've just thought, oh, like this is insane. That's a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. There are there. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of obviously messages and and people sort of one of the things that you get asked a lot, which is something that I don't do just because I do not want to see them is, is to do dick ratings. Dick ratings. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. No. That's not that's not a territory I'm I want to be in or I'm going in. But I think it's you know, for the people that do sort of more explicit content and adult work on there, I think that's quite a common thing for people to send you a picture of their penis and for you to go, Oh, well done. <laughs> I give that one a oh, six out of ten. Oh I, I mean God. I don't know. That's that's not a mean thing. And and again, that's like something where I feel protected in that I can sort of set my boundaries on that platform right. and go, that's not something I do and yeah. everyone's always really sort of like okay great you know just I just thought I'd ask everyone's really quite understanding <laughs> it is strange conversations that I never thought I'd have oh, that's, oh, quite, just, that's quite that's, cute yeah. it's so polite like yeah. have a blessed day like it's just quite cute it's so cute <laughs> and um, you know if someone sends me a picture of that said dick I don't have to open the I don't open the picture, but you know, again, like I say, if, I, if someone sent me that in DMs on Instagram, it's there and I've seen it, and it's something that I'm not interested in seeing. But I've, I've got that sort of protection on OnlyFans. I do have to ask though, Sarah, what kind of dick would get a ten out of ten on the done scale? Oh God, I don't. know. I mean, none of them, to be fair. Like they serve a purpose, <laughs> but they're not pretty, are they? <laughs> No, they're not. It's also like when you get a picture, it's just like, okay, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, exactly. And also, you know, you've seen it in action. You don't know whether it's a 10 out of 10 or not, do you? This is true. That's very true. Yeah, motion of the ocean and all that. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Do you ever find it quite stressful, like, to be coming up with content all the time, though? Um, Not really. I mean, because I was doing shoots anyway so the sort of content I do is like bikini lingerie and actually now that I've sort of got that community in place I can go look what do you want to see oh that's nice yeah and it's great so you're actually getting that feedback so some people are like oh you know I want to see some nice gym wear okay great I can do easy peasy or someone might go I want to see you know um a white underwear set and white suspenders and stockings cool yeah I can do that and so actually it sort of it makes it easy for me to to come up with content because I'm and responding to what the followers are asking for. And then I can do that either on my own time or I can prep that then for the next professional shoot that I do. And I really enjoy the sort of candid stuff as well. So stuff, you know, at home. So if I've got like a new bikini, for example, I did like a bikini try-on. So I've been sent some beautiful bikinis and did like a, a try-on of the different ones. So that is, it's, it is pretty easy. And it, it, like I say, because it's in, at my discretion and at my control, I can do that whenever... I want to, I, I might put a day aside when Stan's at school and get loads of stuff done. Or if me and John go away for a night and we're in a hotel, go, right, John loves it because he's like, cool, we're shooting some content, great. <laughs> oh my, don't we just love a content partner who just knows how to shoot, <laughs> film, edit, they know your angles, everything. Yeah, my my yeah. partner's the same. I'm like, yeah. you know what time it is, babes, get into position. <laughs> Yeah, and my my husband's just like, oh, rolls his eyes. And what I get is all the the, um, followers are like, your husband must be loving this. And I'm like, actually, he's a bit like, oh, all right then. (laughs) (laughs) Was he easy to train? Did he he know how to take to it? Or was was it a bit more of a a lesson for him? Um, No, he's been great. He's been so supportive. And actually, from from a guy's 
perspective, he's great at doing the pictures of like underwear and stuff because he's like, I know what uh, angle's going to look good. And I, yeah, and so I'm like, so okay, good. great. So it's really quite helpful. <laughs> Uh, he's like the creative director, isn't he, in a way? He's like, oh, yeah, over there, yeah. Let's not give him a title because they want a wage. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a freelancer. <laughs> what what tips, Sarah, would you give for someone who's thinking about starting an OnlyFans? What kind of tips would you give? Um, decide exactly what you want to do, first of all. You can go on there and, you know, if you do, if you're an artist, you could go on there and do your artwork, you know, there's people doing yoga, there's people cooking, like there's fitness people on there and there's loads. So decide exactly what it is that you want to do and what you're going on there. Um, I think go on with limited expectations. I think the thing, it's hard for me to sort of compare it to say Susan down the road that might want to do it because obviously I already had a following. I already had a platform already in the public eye. And so people have followed me across without me really having to push the platform or you know it's just sort of organically grown and that probably wouldn't happen like I say just for someone who just goes actually I want to do this on the side but they've not actually got that following but what I would say is that you've got nothing to lose with it you know it's fun and it is a creative safe space and and why not you know why not give something a go and you can be your own boss with it and and I think there's more and more People turn into things like this, I think, isn't there? After, you know, lockdown and, and the way that the, the the world has been and and I think something that you can be your own boss with. It's given me freedom to be more selective about what I'm doing. It's opened up other avenues, other opportunities for me. I'm really excited about this year because I feel free and I feel like people are getting to know me as Sarah rather than me in a role I'm getting to talk more freely and openly than I ever have done before I'm sort of on this path of self-discovery because I'm sort of going who am I like what do I like what's my opinion and not having to be filtered like I've always had to be and that's really nice I mean I've not a lot of people have gone so you've given up acting now I'm like well no no (laughs) you don't just go yeah yeah I'm not I'm not an actor anymore like it wasn't my choice to leave the show. So, you know, that was taken out of my hands. So I'll still be actively auditioning and looking at other roles and just, yeah, seeing what sort of other opportunities there are that I've maybe not considered before. Yeah. Is there, has there ever been a point in time where you've had to you had to keep your mouth shut and be filtered so much? And if you'd have known then what you know now, that you would have just gone, no, I'm going... Yeah, 100%. I think it's when you're in the public eye and when you work for companies, you're sort of answering to a bigger sort of machine. And when I've done interviews, I have always sort of gone, right, okay, stop, think about what you're going to say, think about how that will be perceived, think about whether I'm allowed to say that, think about whether I'm allowed to feel that. And it is really restrictive. And I'm again, I'm still struggling with it. I'm still sort of learning to go oh it's okay I can say that you know that's how I feel and that's genuine and that's honest I can say as long as you know it's not hurting anybody and it's not offensive then why should I filter how I'm feeling for somebody else like I think it's very important to be truthful with yourself and be authentic and and that's what I'm trying to to achieve and and where I'm trying to get to myself I'm not there yet but you know I'm it's a it's a work in progress and I'm I'm enjoying sort of the journey. Mm. It's interesting because I do think that, you know, 
in the UK, we have such a self-deprecating kind of culture. And I think that as a woman and the way that you're using OnlyFans, you know, not just to empower yourself, but also financially, there's almost like lots of like hate geared towards that because you're being unapologetic about it. Everybody's just a bit of a hater, aren't they? They're just like, oh, no. How dare you be successful on an app, you and know? Sex. And sex. You're a woman. And then you're a mom. I know. It's, it is mad. And when I decided to do it, or, you know, I had conversations with my husband and family and, you know, I was just like, if I'm going to do it, I've got to, I've got to own it. Like, there's, I can't do it and be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, let's keep it under the radar. Like, oh, and, and why would I do that? Like, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not hurting anybody. Yeah. It's my choice. It's my body. I can do what the hell I like with it. No one can tell me what I can and can't do with it. So, what, you know, why would I shy away from that? Yes. And, you know, there's people going, oh, you're just doing it for the money. I'm not just doing it for the money, but I've never shied away from going, well, obviously the money is an important factor in it. And mm, yeah. it has been great. So, but again, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with being successful and, and, and doing it on my terms? And, and yeah, money? if you're a man. Well, exactly, exactly. I think it's amazing how you are, you know, not just empowering yourself, but you're empowering others. And I think that, yeah, you're paving the way for other women to feel empowered to, you know, not feel like they have to exist. Because I think that's what we struggle as as women sometimes is you have to fit inside this box. You can only be this or you can't be that. Mm. And you're like, actually, no, darling, I'm going to be this, that and everything else and all of it in between. Yeah. Goodbye. And we love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm really trying (laughs) to to be, you know, that sort of inspiring, paving the way, like you say. It's hard. Sometimes it's really hard. And the the things that I found with it with the last three months so it's, it's been three months is that you know there have been times where I've wobbled and I've gone oh and I or I have got like a cruel message and I've gone oh and then but um, that part that little voice inside me or the big voice I should say is going no you know screw that like you're enjoying it you're doing yeah. well no one can tell you and actually it's their issue if somebody's got something to say about this to you that's not you that's not a reflection of you that's a reflection of them and their insecurities and whatever society has put on them to make them feel that way. So I just have to keep telling myself that. And and again, that's a little bit of a work in progress. But yeah, the, the positivity outweighs totally. it. Totally. It's a process. Yeah, 100%. I do have one last really important Go. question. Sarah Jane Dunn, would yes. you rate my dick? <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> It, it, well, I said I don't open. I don't open the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> you can send it and ask, but no. You play it safe. <laughs> I respect that. Fine. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank, Thank you. you. What a hun of the world. Oh, that was so fascinating. She's really inspirational, and she's really leading a really empowering movement yeah that feels very current and refreshing yeah i think it's great to get more people being content creators being able to do their own thing and there is this stereotype that only fans is only for you know boobs and naughty bits yeah. and whether you want to get your boobs and naughty bits out, that's absolute fun you should be able to totally and you should be able to have a platform where you, it's not full of gatekeepers yes. and editors and commissioners who don't understand what's current or not you totally know? And I'm all for any woman that's making money on her terms. Yeah. Love that for her. Yeah. Love that energy. After this episode, I might just start an account. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, ten percent fine is free. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> So if you heard our last episode, you'll know that you play a big part in Smut Drop. We asked you to send in your weirdest sex request stories. And we picked out some of our favourites. Should we have a read? Oh, let's do it, buddy! Oh, I love this bit. Okay. <clears throat> this story isn't so much about weird sex requests, more how the requests got sent out into the world. Back in the day when people would advertise their adult services mm -hmm. in the classified newspapers, there was a well-known magazine where pro-doms could ask for any handiwork to be done in exchange for a session. That's, that just seems like <laughs> common sense to me. That, <laughs> that seems pretty... I get someone to do my Ikea for a bit of a spanking. <laughs> Go for it. Bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> Our dear reader goes on to say, as a kinky but skint student, I used it a few times and found myself in some weird but wonderful situations. A lady would say what she needed done. You'd call the mailbox number and begin negotiating what kind of session you'd like in exchange. Interesting. Mm. On my first go, I was very nervous, so I found one I could do easily and I spent the day driving a dominatrix around appointment in Essex. <laughs> Before she took me back to hers for some over-the-knee spanking. Mm. The next try, I plucked up a bit more courage and I earned my first ever strap-on experience from doing some shoddy weeding in Slough. <laughs> my parents were doing some DIY on a new house during the holidays and I spent the whole time helping my dad. A pleasant surprise for him because I'd previously been useless with any kind of handiwork and now I was suddenly very interested. Obviously, I'd never told him why I wanted to expand my skill set, but I've remained handy with a spirit level ever since. Just in case. Oh, he's picked up a new skill set. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, helping out the ladies of Essex and Slough. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Mm. I love that one. Did you? I really like the thought of being able to say, I will spank you if you do me if you do me a solid. Yeah. Like, that seems like a really good way of just doing a bit of funky oh business. Totally. And also just getting shit done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, if anyone wants a bit of over-the-knee spanking, I've got a bit of wallpapering that needs to be done in Norway. <laughs> so, smut drop at metro.co.uk, people. <laughs> it's now for business as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jackie, yes. hit me. Right. This one's interesting. After several weeks of chatting with the guy online, we finally found a time that we could both do for our first date. I was pretty excited and spent quite a while getting all dressed up. We had drinks before dinner and the conversation had started getting pretty sexy. We had only just finished our starters when he asked me if I would stick my entire fist in his arsehole later. <laughs> Safe to say, the day ended there. <laughs> Question. Mm. At what point is it appropriate to ask? Fair date? Question mark. <laughs> Oh, if you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah, there is there is that. But just on a first date, I'm not sure, you know, it's like, are you enjoying your your pepperoni pizza? Do you fancy sticking your fist up my arsehole later? I don't mind that, you know, Mary. No? I'm like, okay, you know yeah. what? Speak your truth, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what you need. <laughs> I, res I respect the honesty. But also, like, setting is important, I guess. Yes. Yeah, it's like, yeah, if you like... Yeah, you don't want to, you know. They just finished their starters. Like, yeah. It's a bit like, you know, you just had your little, like, salad and then someone's like, oh, 
Would you take this fist? It's just a bit much, isn't it? <laughs> I like how you actually. I know the fist it's there. like the. <laughs> it's just like a mighty fist in the air. Is that too much for you then? Do you think? It, just on a first date, I think I just quite like to get to know the person mm. rather than what they want me to do to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I know I get that. Yeah. Yeah, I get but, that. you know, either way, either way, good for you. Yeah. Good for good for you. Get You get that fist, sunshine. <laughs> I haven't got it yet, but still. Smart <laughs> drop at metro.co.uk. <laughs> but obviously, we want to hear some more. <laughs> now it's your turn. Write in and tell us all about your role play disasters. Yes, role plays next week. So did your doctors and nurses end up in casualty? Maybe you learned more than you were expecting from your naughty teacher. Email or send a voice note to smutdrop at metro.co.uk. Or you know what to do. Slide into our DMs of that lubricant. Mm. Where's Smut Drop at the usual places? And if you want to hear the ones we love, remember to subscribe right now. You know what to do. I've been Jack Azadeji. And I'm Miranda Kane. Smut Drop was produced by Pineapple Audio Production for metro.co.uk. And make sure to tell us how much you love us and leave us a review. In the meantime, we're going to be back to prick up your ears next week. <laughs> <laughs>